your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey and also Arizona? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils Podcast Network and also the Locked On Coyotes Podcast Network. Uh, your team every day, thank you for making us your first listen. I am joined by Robin and Carl of Locked On Coyotes and they're here to help me recap this game. I'm a happy camper, as you can see I'm smiling ear to ear. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, but Robin and Carl, not so much, because that second period and third period, just not the Coyotes' night. But no. they said that we're essentially playing their AHL team. So, Robin, Carl, what what are your thoughts? Well, first and foremost, uh, yeah, they were playing their AHL. It was basically the Tucson Roadrunners. Excuses, secondly, excuses, excuses. Se- secondly, <laughs> second period collapses, and... Carl will vouch me on this. We've been talking about this in the Lockdown Coyotes podcast so many times. It is just so freaking common for this team to just absolutely collapse in the second period and just cause. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't even like a legitimate collapse because it was only two goals. Uh, a second period collapse for the Coyotes is three goals in the span of 10 or fewer minutes. This has happened so many times this year that we can categorize how the team collapses. It is something that we're just so used to. Well, here's the thing. We kind of owe you guys from the last game. Because, remember, I said the last time we were going to play you guys, it was going to be a gimme win for the Devils. <laughs> I, I, I said it was going to be a gimme win. I w- my confidence was through the roof, and I was humble because that was actually the last game that Mackenzie Blackwood appeared in. Thank the Lord he's back to skating now, but... And he's back to practicing with the team. And I don't know when we'll see him in between the pipes again. But um, albeit, I I owe you guys from that last game. Just because I was just like, that was a gimme win. And I said on my last show, I said, no win is a guaranteed win for the Devils at this point in the season. No win is ever a guaranteed win. But if we're going to have a few good stretches of games, if we're able to beat the Dallas Stars, we should handle the Arizona Coyotes and also the Seattle Kraken. Just... You know, putting yeah. that out there a little bit just because our next game is against the Colorado Avalanche, and I don't think we have any chance of winning that one. But then after the Avalanche, we got the Kraken. So I said, for these next three games, let's try to get two. Like, you know, we got the Coyotes and we got the Kraken. Let's just take care of business. And we took care of business. But the one thing I have to say about you guys in period number one, uh, I, I I was hearing bells the first period, like ring-a-ding-ding off the posts so often. Yeah. Dawes got really lucky like because you guys had great shot opportunities unfortunately you know it just rang off the post and didn't find the back of the netting so uh i was just like maybe the hockey gods are working in the favor of the devils this time around i mean it could be the coyotes have just had the worst like scoring luck recently Uh, i'm not sure what it is but the team cannot seem to score more than one goal a game uh sometimes too but they've just uh, they're snake bitten the team is snake bitten right now i think a lot of this comes from when uh that very short period of time when some of us are questioning whether or not the coyotes were the hottest team in the nhl because they were scoring like six goals a game for some reason at the beginning of march and then it comes and goes 
Yeah, it's. I mean, that's also to be fair. You know, uh, Keller and Kraus and Schmaltz and all that. They were doing so. Like you know, they like they were going on a on a run. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the Coyotes have three players who have reached twenty goals. Two of them are out for the rest of the year. Now, here's the thing. I, I think you guys can vouch for me on this one. What's the one thing that frustrates you most about your team or one of the many aspects that frustrates you? I'm going to say special teams because the Devils prior to this game were 0 for 16 in their more recent power play opportunities. And they had five power play opportunities this time around. And they capitalized on none of them. So they are now 0 for 21 in their more recent power plays. I'm glad we got the win, but... Power plays have been frustrating me, and aren't you guys like thirtieth in the entire league for power play goals? Uh, probably something like that. I will say this about the the Devils' power plays: they weren't scoring on them, but they were taking that momentum, and they were scoring like the minutes afterwards. So it's definitely, you know, the frustrating aspect for the Coyotes is they continue to take penalties, and it just grinds any kind of chance they have to a halt. Robin, can you vouch for that? Yeah, uh, that's a big. That's the biggest problem for that because they're they they have they have a lack of any kind of power play offense. That is the biggest problem, and to make things worse is one of the worst penalty kills. So they will like they'll let it they'll let a you know a power play go by, and that is a spark for their second period collapses, as what I mentioned before. They just let it go, and it's just like oh my god, you guys just cannot hold it together. Nope. I, I I I could definitely feel for you on that one. Now, let's talk about going into this game. You guys told me before we started recording that, you know, the 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 Coyotes are dealing with some injuries and some key players were out and we were essentially playing the Roadrunners, which is your AHL team. And you know what? The one thing I could say is I don't want to hear it because Jack Hughes is out for the entirety of the or for the rest of the season. We had to shut down Miles Wood once again. Uh, Miles Wood is, um, you know, it brings the energy and things of that nature. Jonas Siegenthaler is also out for the rest of the year. Mackenzie Blackwood hasn't appeared in a game since the last time we played you guys, like I believe a couple months ago. Jonathan Bernier has been out since like December or November or something like that. So, you know, I totally feel for you in terms of that. But, you know, when you let Zetterlin get his first career goal, you know, I'm just just saying. You know, it, I, I you're essentially playing the Utica Comets, at w- with the exception of Nico Heizer and a couple others. Yeah, I mean that's, and I think that's kind of this what, what Carl and I were talking about in the in the pregame. It's like, yeah, both of these teams are just banged and bruised. It's yeah. just gonna see who's just got who's just gonna you know, you know play worse <laughs> and obviously it ended up being ended up being arizona in this case but whew, wow oh, oh also uh, before i forget shout out to kevin ball for also getting his first career uh goal so kevin ball and uh uh fabian zetterlin uh getting getting their first career goals uh in this matchup against the coyotes so congratulations to the youngsters for you know officially now making it to the nhl just just wanted to put that out there well, I, I will say this, uh, because we can't quantify it. Like six players on the Coyotes spent time in the Roadrunners this year. And then it was the season debut for Jack McBain and Nate Smith, who were in the NCAA up until this week. So that's like eight players of the team who not really what you would call like 
NHL ready yet, or they're still adjusting. So I, I do think that that is a big issue. But, you know, like Robin said, like you said, these are both two injured teams. Uh, I, I think the first game that the, they played was a much better, like, showing of what these teams can do. Uh, but I just have to respect New Jersey for capitalizing on their efforts. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you in that regards. It, it is definitely, um, it's definitely, you know, a struggle. I said this was going to be a drag to the finish line, you know, uh, because the the Devils just kept on getting injured. They had to deal with COVID. And I was just like, you know what? Uh, let's just hope that we get at least four wins in these next like 12 games or something like that. And, you know, I'm just looking at the schedule. I'm just like, okay, Coyotes cracking, you know, like I said, nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed at all. But I was just like, okay, but maybe they can, if if they have a chance to get a win, it would be against those two teams because I'm, I'm done jinxing myself in uh, that regards. But, I want to hear your guys' uh, thoughts as the season is starting to wind down because we're what down to the like final ten or so games. Like, what, what what's been your biggest disappointment about the Coyotes? Because it's been a while since we've spoken. We spoke like what back in January or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was January. It's been that. It's been a while, and a lot has happened since then. Yeah, yeah, a lot has. Uh, Robin, you go first. What's your biggest disappointment? Um. I don't know because I think because like I've al- I already had a lot of I, I didn't have any expectations for the t- for the Coyotes this year. I I I went in knowing this team was gonna be the uh, one one of the worst teams, one of the worst Coyotes teams we'd ever seen. You know, I kind of even said it, and I even even talked about it in the pregame show. The Coyotes need seven points in their next ten games, now next nine games, in order to avoid the absolute worst coyote season in franchise history mm-hmm. seven points they need um and does this none of it surprises me none of it does yeah i, I would agree with that this is a very expected result uh I, I will say just kind of in general i i have been a little disappointed that the veterans haven't really stepped up as much as i kind of hope they would especially down the stretch like when Keller was hurt, um, I was talking uh, to someone else on, a, on another podcast. And I was like, I think Kessel is going to be the person who steps up. And I think he is going to have like a phenomenal end to the season because, you know, he's that veteran guy. He's been there before. Team star player just went down. He knows what to do. And, you know, I haven't really seen that. I haven't really seen Erickson give too much um, more. You know, I, I just kind of wish we'd get more play from the veterans. The only other thing I actually will say, and uh, as a kind of like something that was below expectations, even though I had no expectations, was the was um, not seen enough from Chick Norris. Uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Ch- Jacob Chickering. He is, yeah. He's our Norris Trophy guy, but he's been – kind of nowhere <laughs> yeah i mean currently sidelined with injuries but when oh, he yeah. wasn't he uh he he took a, a bit of time adjusting to his new role uh but yeah that did not look really good as a as a season-wide thing like you said we're wrapping up the, kind of the whole season 
Yeah, I totally feel for you on that one. I'll give you guys my thoughts momentarily. But uh, are you guys familiar with HelloFresh? Or are your listeners, viewers familiar with it? We've uh, talked about it. I think yeah, I think they're aware. We, we, we've okay, well, I'll kick it off. Video. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. So get farm-fresh seasonal produce and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh, all without the trip to the grocery store or the farmer's market. I think we could both, uh, I think we could all vouch for this. Like, it's usually a hassle to go to the grocery store when we're working and things of that nature, but yet we don't want to, like, get fast food or anything. We want something that's actually authentic and things of that nature. Especially yeah. for someone like me, I work a super busy schedule, you know, like I, like I work maybe like, you know, the full day, right? By the end of the day, I grocery stores are getting ready to close. I'm just like, oh, do I really want to do this? No. Plus, who wants to waste the gas? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's $45 to fill my car right now. So, but that's beside, that's beside the point. But um, yeah, HelloFresh definitely makes it uh, much easier for people like us who are busy, don't really have time to get to the grocery store, but we want something that's fresh. We want something that's healthy. We want something that's uh, from the farm. So pick your favorites from 50 uh, different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to change your delivery date or update your preferences all in the HelloFresh app. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Repeat, go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use the code LOCKEDON16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. It is uh, highly encouraged that you guys go to HelloFresh because it's America's number one meal kit. Okay, so let's talk about, um, I'll talk about the New Jersey Devils then. So I've obviously just been talking about the injuries and things of that nature. I don't know what, um, my expectations were somewhat moderate. I thought we would do so much better. But the problem is, is like we went straight from, you know, possibly being that dark horse team to uh, poss- to now just, you know, trying to compete for the lottery at this point. But the the, the idea that I had was that, um, you know, Dougie Hamilton would take a few steps in his career. Unfortunately, he suffered a jaw injury uh, that required surgery back in January. He was sidelined for almost two months, and he hasn't really been the same since. So he's not really what uh, he's cracked up to be right now. But I'm not really going to hold that against him just like I said, he was sidelined for almost two months, so not going to worry about that. Jack Hughes was out for a significant amount of time, not only for uh, towards the end of this year, but at the beginning of the year, he got hurt in the second game of the year, and he missed like four, six weeks or something like that. So it, it, it was just like it was so hard uh, for us to, you know, fill that void because we all saw how Jack Hughes just caught lightning in a bottle after the uh, Christmas break. Like he yeah. was just on one, and he became an all-star participate in the breakaway challenge and you know Nico Heizer also took a, a few steps forward in his development and I'm really excited to see what Heizer and uh, Hughes could do in the future and then you got someone like Dawson Mercer Sharon Govich by the way Sharon Govich guys locked on Sharon Govich scored two goals in period number three he is back he, he got off to a very slow start to the season but it is better late than never yeah but at the same time one thing I can remain positive about is that we are heading in the right direction. I, in my latest episode, I vouched for Luke Hughes to uh, forego his second year uh, uh, of college at the University of Michigan and just play 
uh, for us and sign his entry-level deal or, or play for Utica, whatever the case might be. Because, you know, I'm seeing Beneers, I'm seeing Power, I'm seeing Johnson sign their entry-level deals, albeit, you know, they, they've completed their second year uh, Michigan. But I just feel like Luke Hughes is just ready to forego uh, more college eligibility and just play for the Devils or the Comets, whatever the case might be. I, I, I really want him to sign his entry-level deal. But when that time comes, you got both Hughes brothers out there just running and gutting. You got one on the defensive side of things. You got one running the forwards and making the overall team better. And then, you know, another thing is, like, something that's really undermined is that uh, the Devils know how to make themselves better. Like, you know, they know how to help the players around them. You saw that with Hughes and Sharon Govich and Mercer on their respective line. Then you see it with Heizer because did you guys know who uh, Zetterlin was going into this game? Probably not. Then again, I didn't know most of the Coyotes players uh, coming into this game because, like you said, basically an AHL team. But um, yeah. but uh, the, the re- Zetterlin was playing on the top six, and he's only played in a few NHL games. The reason for that was is because he sure makes the, the people around him better. And he, and who uh, assisted on Zetterlin's uh, goal? It was Heizer. So, you know, that, that that's the one thing I want to uh, take account for, which is, you know, the Devils, yeah, it was a disappointing year. Yeah, it was, um, it was kind of, uh, uh, you know, just very disappointing. But at the same time, we have a lot of potential. I'm really excited to see what we do next year. If we get a good draft pick, who knows? Maybe we can maybe we can use that for leverage and trade that away for someone big. I don't know. That that's that's something that I'm gonna talk about come the off season because I, I think that's a good silly season discussion to have. Should we trade our uh first round pick in this year's draft? Because I think we're beyond drafting right now. I think it's time for us to make another big move and just take our organization to the next level, quite honestly. It really tells you how different you <laughs> you guys are from us right now. Then again, then again, yeah. Robin, I'm just optimistic. I'm just I I like to call myself one of the more optimistic devils personalities out there. Cause I've seen Devil's Twitter and it's sometimes hell. Like, you know, I I hate when people are so negative and I'm just like, hey, hey, let's be positive for a second, all right? Yeah. I mean we we're on the like, like Carl and I are on the shame for shame sweepstakes, so we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. You know. And it's probably not gonna be too much better next year either. So yeah. like, we're we're looking for for two top ten picks in, in the coming years, and I mean, like you said, the Devils have definitely been hit with injuries, so they are a, an interesting team to watch. Uh, I would be very curious to see like. You don't see too many high draft picks be traded, and you know, that could definitely get a pretty significant return, especially at this draft, which is really deep. So uh, that'd be uh, that'd be quite the move. A long time. This is oh oh. By, by the way, before anyone comes at me on Twitter or the comment section, whatever the case might be, it is silly season. It's just entertaining the thought. Do not take it seriously. I cannot confirm or deny anything. That is just a disclaimer. Okay. Because yeah, I love something I do on my show is called Silly Season, which I discuss like certain trade scenarios that I might see on the internet or something like that, and just you know say, could this actually happen? You know, but uh, it's Silly Season; it's not meant to be taken too seriously. But one of my Silly Season predictions actually did come true. I said that the Devils could get Dougie Hamilton, and they got him. I mean, stranger things have always happened in the NHL. Uh, oh, I didn't. I, oh, oh, oh! I don't mean to cut you off, but like. Uh, Three goals in a minute span at the end of period number two. You know, that, I hate that brand of hockey, but I get I, I let it pass since it worked in the favor of the Devils. But uh, I mean, I, that just normally happens with the Coyotes. Like I said, we track our second period collapses very carefully. But I was gonna say, like the Coyotes acquiring Taylor Hall, 
we saw that in, of course, Kevin Ball getting his first career goal against the Coyotes. That has been a, a theme this season as well. The Coyotes, like former players and prospects, are just having their best games against the Coyotes. I do not know why. Uh, I, I guess like they just really want to show like something to the Coyotes. At this point, it seems like you're kicking a dead horse, but eh, all credit to them. It was a it was a nifty goal on a heavily screened goaltender. I love you, ball. Keep balling. Now, speaking of Taylor Hall, uh, we're not going to talk about him because it's a sore subject for me. But um, let's talk about Scott Wedgwood. Why did you guys release my boy like that? What, what, what was the story? Well, then again, we released him too. Well, yeah. we sent him down to the AHL, but he got picked up by you guys. And then now he's playing with the Stars. And quite honestly, I, I think it's safe to say I'm regretting uh, letting go of Scott Wedgwood because – with our goalie situation, no no offense to Nico Dawes, but it's just like we're relying on him way too much. You know, for the Coyotes with that, like, I think they just wanted to look at certain assets. And, you know, like, you know, obviously they didn't want to get rid of Crowe Melka because he's the future. Like, he like the one of the future goaltenders for the Coyotes. You know, he is doing super well. So, like, it's like, okay, so but we have another goaltender asset who's doing well that we can go ahead and offload. Especially because we got him for free. <laughs> we picked him up yeah. off the waiver wire, which is the second time. <laughs> that they did that they did that with Scott Wedgwood. So. Yeah, I mean, if you can get something for nothing, you might as well. I'm honestly surprised the Coyotes didn't sell more at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, you know, I don't. I'm not saying the team definitely did it to make sure that they do poorly down the stretch, but that's what's happening. And I. Sure do wish for Melka could sit a little bit, uh, but I don't think that they have someone who they think can uh, play a good 60 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I kind of wish they we still had Wedgwood, but eh, it's not like he would have helped that too much. Yeah, you know, I just, I, I, for my situation, it's just beggars can't be choosers. So, you yeah. know, that, that, that for me, it's just like, we could have definitely used him for a few games just because he actually did pretty well last year uh, to start this to start his like you know ten, excuse me to start his tenure with the Devils because he was actually holding down the fort for I, the first few outings that we had him for because Blackwood was out for a significant time due to COVID so um, he was actually holding down the fort you know quite nicely but then he collapsed towards the end of the year and then unfortunately. We tried sending him down, and um, he was a two-way player, but uh, you guys claimed him off, and, um, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's where we're at. But and how- he, I mean, that shutout, I, I saw it was his fifth of his uh, of the season, so maybe he can, you know, get a playoff run, which he wouldn't have gotten with either of our teams this year. So good for him. Like, I, I'd like to see him go deep. All right, so, uh, you know, guys, I, it is late at night, and I'm not used to covering West Coast coverage, but I am definitely going to need some energy after this. So, you know what I'm going to take? I'm going to take a built Bar. So, uh, you know, it's this time of the year. I know it's April or three months in, but I've given up on all my New Year's resolutions. I don't know about you guys, but not this year. I'm sticking to my res- resolution to eat right thanks to built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Uh, I'm sure you guys have tried the pasta. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting protein bars. Pasta are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. It's a fan favorite with incredible flavors. 
and built bars are definitely a much better option than uh, your candy bar. And built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Check out these stats: 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You guys like built bars? What, what's your favorite flavor? I'm curious. I am a big fan of the banana cream pie. That is my favorite one. Uh, it's one of the puffs. Just really love it. And I will preface you on this one is the first time I ever tried my my favorite flavor. I had some friends from the Lockdown Network come visit me in Tucson. Uh, shout out to uh, JD Hernandez of Lockdown Ducks and Sarah Avampado of Lockdown Kings when they came down to Tucson to watch Roadrunners hockey. Uh, they gave me a churro puff. One of the best things I have ever had. Oh my God. I don't want anything else. I need to I need to get myself some more built bars. Unfortunately, uh, I, I send them to my place in Philadelphia and give them to my family. So uh, right now I'm in Michigan for college, but wrapping up soon. So mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, churro, banana cream pie, and they even have white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll definitely make it. It'll be delicious and it'll be good for you. And I don't know how they do it, but somehow, some way, they're able to find all these unique flavors and make them great for you. The offer is go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, guys. So, you know, we basically have talked about everything. We've talked about the woes of our team. We talked about this game. I'm still smiling ear to ear. 6-2 to two victory for the Devils. Uh, scoring two goals within the final period, uh, uh, final minute frame of period number two. And, you know, obviously Sharon Govich netting two goals in period number three because Sharon Govich is one of my favorite players on the Devils. Uh, you know, I know it's been a long night for you guys. And, you know, you, but, you know, we're used to it at this point, you know, covering these uh, tough losses. So uh, what before we uh, do what I like to do on my show, which is grade our team performance, what did you got? Do you guys have any final thoughts or something that you want to mention before we wrap up? Well, I, the one thing that I that I like to bring up, you know, you know, post game is kind of like, especially if you know myself and Carl, if we like to take a look at how how we did against the spread, because we both um, we both oh, make, yeah. we, we both make pregame bet online predictions. We can, we we look at we look at this the, the spread on bet online. We're like, all right, here's how we're gonna do. Is it going to go over? Who's going to cover? Um, I think we both agreed that this game was going to be over. It was going to be a sloppy game. So we were right on that one because the total points was at six and a half. Um, Carl, you were right on the points with the Devils. I was a little more optimistic for the Coyotes. but Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I thought the Coyotes may actually be able to score. Um, uh, like I said earlier, it was the debut of Nate Smith and Jack McBain. Uh, both players, um, I thought, looked pretty decent. Just kind of want to point that out. Uh, McBain got some time on the penalty kill. There was a lot of penalties, so he got to do a fair amount of killing. Uh, and Smith uh, had a couple of good looks on the power play. Um Neither of them showed up on the scoreboard, but it takes a little bit of time to adjust from NCAA to NHL. But I liked what I saw so far. All right. So I think for me was like I, I was very, very, very cautious about saying this was going to be a quote unquote gimme win for the Devils because I've learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson. Our fans, so, our listeners do not forget that. Yeah, they still bring it up. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's I really hope they do. 
I want them to forget it. I want them to forget it because now I look stupid. Um, but yeah, uh, what, what was I? Oh, great. You made me lose my train. Oh, right. Okay. So Give prior, me to game, prior to the game, I was very cautious about saying this was going to be, you know, a, a win for the Devils. I, I did not say that explicitly on my show. I said if they want to, you know, stack up on the wins a little bit, your easiest bet is to do it against the Coyotes or the Kraken or both. You know, just try to get one of those uh, next um, uh, three games because, you know, we got we had you guys, then we got the Avalanche, then we got the Kraken. And I said if you want to at least get a win, it better be against either the Coyotes or the Kraken or, you know, try to get two wins in a three-game span. Right now we're on a two-game win streak. Not really anything right now, but still, uh, it's been a while since I've said the word win streak and devils in the same sentence, unless it's like them saying like they've extended another team's win streak or fallen victim to a, another team's win streak. But um, I just, you know, that's all I have to say. Like, I didn't say it wasn't going to be the prettiest of games, but, you know, I said a win's a win. That's all I said, because they're coming off a great game against the Dallas Stars. So I just said, okay, let's... Um, Let's hope for, for a decent effort from the Devils. That's all I have to say. So, when rating this game on, on a scale from an A to an F, I am going to give the Devils... I'm going to give them a B plus. No, actually, check that. I'm going to give them an A-, minus because, you know, yes, they, you know, let you guys score a couple times, and yes, there was it was sloppy in certain aspects, but the Devils really put their foot on the gas pedal when they needed to, and... You know, they answered on back, like Tatar's goal, you know, that was beautifully executed because it, it was just literally a few moments after you guys had tied the game. And then, you know, momentarily, your goalie leaves the net and Tatar sees a, the slight sliver of daylight and he's able to score it into the back of the net quickly. Yeah, that was that was really good. Uh, Coyotes needed to play that period until it was over and they did not. Uh, and kudos to you to the devils for taking advantage of that and for that next goal immediately after from uh i thought it was suban at first uh who was actually credited with it um uh it was yes for on the redirect oh uh, yeah the redirect yes uh two like two late period goals uh you just hate Here, to see it, it. it makes it feel better carl i literally ranted on my show a couple episodes ago episodes ago i said um you know scoring three goals in a minute span because the devils had given up two goals they had scored one two i just said i don't care what team it is if there's a if there's three goals in a minute span that's not how you play the sport of hockey that is sloppy i said i will let the Devils slide this time around just because it worked in their favors into their favor but you know three goals in a minute span i don't care what team you are i don't care if it's um if it works in your favor i don't care if if it works um you know against you i don't care what the case might be it's not how you play hockey. I hate that. I hate that. So, yeah. you know, so, yes, I'm happy that that happened in favor of the Devils. But at the same time, you know, I'm just like, that's not how hockey should be played. That's not how the game works. I yeah. hate that. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. So, let me ask you guys this. Individually, how would you rate this game for the Coyotes on a scale from A to F? I'm going to joke around a little bit on this one. Uh, first and foremost, here in the state of Arizona, uh, F does not exist. Our lowest grade is E. Uh, that's true. And that is what I'm going to be giving the Arizona Coyotes. 
What's E? What What does E mean? And e is essentially it's, it's F. It's just an F. Yeah. It's, they, but they're like, oh, F sounds so harsh, so we're gonna do E instead. Wait, is that how the what? school? Is that how the school system works? E D E. Yeah. Our schools are not good. Uh, yeah, no, and... we're, we we got some of the worst schools in the nation. We know we do. Yeah. Knock on wood. Hey, I, okay, okay. I sh- really should not be saying this, and I really hope no one important is listening. But I am applying to grad school, and I am a comm major, so. One of the schools I am looking at is Arizona State University. Just, just oh. putting that out there. I mean, university oh. level is oh. fine, but I mean, it's the lower schools Wait, that it is not hey. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Whatever, Robin. <laughs> no, nah, but no, no. But seriously, like, just just yeah. put that out there. And like I said, knock on wood, nothing is official. I'm working on it, but you know, just just. Putting that out there, I really should not be saying that, but you know, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, but go ahead, Robin. Continue with your explanation of your E. Um, again, like you know, like they had a good start. I'll give them that. And then you know, they up until that even the tie, you know, when they tied it late in the second period, I'm like, okay, this is decent, you know, like, but the collapse, it just, it's just so got gotten so freaking common. I'm just like. Like, can't they figure out a way to to combat that? They just let it happen. They just they have no response whatsoever, and they let it get to even worse. Like, it, like four to two, yeah, you can get come back from four to two. But when it gets this, that when it got to six, and it's like, come on, that is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I am. Uh, I'm gonna go with a D minus. Just because I always have the lowest expectations. Um, so the Coyotes played a game like they would in the like at any point in the season. Like they took six penalties. I've seen them do that so many times. Uh, they scored one power play goal. I've seen them do that. I've at seen least you them... guys have a power play goal in your more recent uh, opportunities. Like I said, we're 0 for 21 in our more recent opportunities. Yeah, but but the way you guys built off that power, the power plays, even though they weren't scoring, like the Devils built in a way that I would love to see the Coyotes be able to do. I would love to see them like actually have a significant momentum swift or shift and have the be able to capitalize on it, and they just can't. And I mean, there's nine games left in the year, and. I don't think they're going to be able to. So this is pretty much what we're going to see, except against much better teams, because other than the Chicago Blackhawks, who the Cavs are playing next week, Arizona is going to be playing some of the better teams in the league to finish off their season. It's going to be painful. All right. So you've heard uh, Carl, you've heard Robin and you've heard myself. So, Guys, once again, thanks for doing this crossover. Really wish you – well, no, only one of us could win, and I'm glad that it was me. But, um, you know, once again, Devils come out victorious 6-2. That was payback. That was payback because, you know, like I said, I regret what I said on, on, on our uh, crossover back in January because <laughs> I, I, I got I got manhandled by, by everyone who said, like, <laughs> you know, you're an idiot for saying that or that kind of thing. To this day, why I don't say any no game is a giving wood for Devils. So that was I mean, payback. That was payback, and I'm and now I'm smiling ear to ear. So, Robin, Carl, thanks again for doing this. Yep. 
Absolutely. great to be on.